0: Like when you click with another business or another person in that in that collab space, you want if you have one win, why not continue having more wins with them?
1: So we just wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of the the new projects that we've been working on. When, if, just in case you wonder why we look a little bit more dazed. And confused than normally, so like I'm why, why I'm chilling in a, in a my fleece as opposed to a blazer or a dress, uh just because the uh, system been working.
0: So wait, you said you wanted to change up and talk about
1: working together.
0: Oh, okay. So, what about working together? Well, I, I mean, can it kind of lends itself. I can itself think a whole lot of stuff. Like you know, networking is
1: is networking kind of lends itself to. When working I hear together. networking, I
0: just think of some bougie mofos at a cocktail party with some finger sandwiches that's because you're some like drinks. the
1: introvert on like, no no
0: wait you didn't let me finish okay we know i'm you're gonna say the introvert on crack no well, on no, what on steroids on steroids no i'm not the introvert like i'm a some kind of a hybrid between the two kind of like uh underworld the dude is half vampire half werewolf it's somewhere in the middle like I, I enjoy it but then i'm like okay enough but when i say net, say when i think of networking
1: those. This is cope at, at a networking event. Yeah, that's right. Like I'm 15 like, minutes in, he's like, "Not nah, not
0: 15 minutes in. It's like maybe, like if if listen, my whole thing is simple. If if it's not producing anything, if it's not productive, and when I say I think in networking, was bougie, and then they like not even bougie, they, it now. just be some people there at it and they're not genuine. Like they go to a networking event and their goal is just to be like, oh, like can I get some business? Can I just meet somebody to do a sale?" I'm thinking, like, how can we build a genuine relationship? So when I go to a networking event, if I don't feel like it's like it's this genuine vibe of, like, people wanting to connect after a while, mm-hmm. then, like, I'm, then I'm tapping my wrist, like, okay, it's time to tap out. And we've been to a lot of events, some that are, like, really kind of intimate and it's a little connected. And, like, people, you see me in the corner, like, talking when we went to, like, out to q and we were out in Jersey with Lanier mm-hmm. And it was, like, more, like, interacting. That's when I got the video to prove, like, I was talking to my man in the corner, I forget his name, shame on me, but he is in my scissor reel for uh, walizzi.com. <laughs> he is in my scissor reel. Like, it was, it's like, it was general connections with some people, whereas other events you go to, and it's just people are just like, oh, how can I, who could I meet here to possibly sell them something? Like, I go to a networking event, I want to meet people and be like, oh, okay, like, how can we connect and, like, enhance or like help each other and if it turns into business later on so be it like that, that that's when, when when i hear networking i'm just like Ugh. but
1: so we're going to talk about working together okay not about the bougie people that aren't it's not even sincere. about bougie
0: it's just kind of like the, the I slimy see, i see like, like the, you the the see hair the hands on, on my arm, arm, stand arm up. And it's like standing up. Like, Ugh. like oh it's like slime like slimer from ghostbusters like i feel like that stuff is all over me when i leave those events yeah Some of them, not all of them, but go ahead.
1: So we want to kind of talk about some of the things that we're working on to get you inspired, to get you encouraged, get you working with other firms and other people to help you grow your business.
0: I want to work with somebody. Anybody out there in commerce and chill land, you got a product business, you got some kind of business you want to put your product in front of some people, like hit me up. DM me, drop something in the comments, email me. I got, a, I got some stuff going on at one of the businesses where you could put your, pro- if you got samples of your product you want to get out there, you could put it in front of, like, say like maybe a hundred people, 150 people a day for free, for free. No strings attached, nothing. Hit me up. Let's do something together. You got a product-based business and you got samples of your product that you want to put out there and you want to get in front of people, people in the Brooklyn, New York area. Hit me up. I got something we could do. I'm just putting it out there right now because it just came to my head. We talking about working together, but you were saying. All right, all right. so
1: you talk about product samples, and the like. So recently, um, this weekend, I got the chance to hang out with some old friends of ours. You might have heard us talk about them before. Brian, Y. Lori, Taylor, Taylor Beauty Products. Miss Madison Taylor was not with us because she had a volleyball match. Uh, but Taylor Beauty Brands. Um, what? <laughs> That's why they needed help. I was the third <laughs> Um, So Taylor Beauty is a family business owned by our friends, um, spearheaded by their teenage daughter, who couldn't be at this event because she had volleyball, because it's still important for her to what? be involved in school and her school extracurricular activities. Well, they have a wonderful line of fragrant hand lotions that are very rich and creamy. And they had... They are
0: a- not a sponsor of today's episode, just so I could put it out there for the way Johnson is describing <laughs> rich and creamy.
1: And it smells like candy. So there was an event, Hue, H-U-E, that was held at City Point, which is formerly the Albee Square Mall. If you've heard of Bismarck, he had a song dedicated to the Albee Square Mall in downtown Brooklyn. Rest in
0: peace to both of them, Bismarcky and the Albee Square Mall.
1: <laughs> so there's a nice little um, event space, pop-up space, uh, at the top of City Point. And so all of these uh, beauty and natural hair care brands Targeting women of color came together and I was amazed to see so many people out. I was like, wait, is COVID still real? Everybody was so properly socially distant. Were they wearing masks? They were. Well, I would say ninety-nine point nine percent of the people there what had masks, they about. were not playing. Were
0: you wearing a mask? But six feet, vaccine, whatever, are you wearing a mask? That's that's my thing.
1: So Brian Masked and I were there repping Taylor Beauty while Lori was there repping Eden Body Works. Um, shout out to Eden who separate are celebrating their a sponsor 17th of this um, anniversary. Of but it was so nice to see they could be. beautiful black and brown women supporting brands that really support us. Um, and while I was walking the room, I saw a table for Effie's paper. And I'm like, wait, I heard that name before. I was like, wait. I thought so, you said F-U paper. No, no, F-E, E-F-F-I-E, apostrophe S, like as in Miss Effie's papers. Okay. And so. Hence I,
0: all those bags I saw in the house when you came back from the pop-up that day. Yes. I didn't say anything. I noticed it on the L. I didn't get any heads up. You know, do you ever see those commercials where the women go shopping? and They try to sneak, they sneak in the house with the bags and somebody sees and they're just like, what bags? Like, I felt like I was in one of those commercials. I was like, where'd these bags come from?
1: Okay, so can I give you the details behind that? Yeah, you them? can. So there were three lovely ladies at the Effie's paper table. And I was like, wait, I asked the, the woman in the middle. I'm like, are you the principal? Like, why can't I just say owner? Because, you know, I was being a little extra. She's like, yeah. I was like, what's your name? She, I think she founder, said Kaylee. Kay, and then what happened? The founder. Yeah, founder. Yeah, the founder. yeah, she is the founder. I said, wait a minute. Aren't you in 10,000 small businesses? And she's like, yeah. I was like, didn't we meet on a virtual roundtable meeting for black women 10,000 small business alumni? And go. she was like. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. She's like, what are you doing here? I said, oh, my friend, why Lori? She's like, why Lori? I know why Lori. Why Lori is the reason I'm here. She like, I met her years ago. She's my sorority sister. I was like, she's my sorority sister. Long story short. So I had been looking on the website to buy some of their products, but then they had the products there. And no secret to anybody in the room. Now I bought a few gifts for the office team. To you bought say a lot of stuff.
0: You. I saw those two shopping bags. Thank you, Effie's paper.
1: To say thank you to the team for the phenomenal work that they recently did. But it the whole event talking with Kaylin, working with Brian and Y Laurie, it reminded me that we need to work with people we know, like, and trust and that we can go further together. What is it? what's the old saying? If you want to go far fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And so uh...
0: Yeah. Okay. I think it is that. Yeah.
1: And so the hue event
0: alone. Yeah. Okay.
1: The hue event just reminded me of the importance of working together. And in light of some of the things that we've been working on, I want to talk to you about that. So, um, Chief, give the people in Commerce and Land an example of how working with other like-minded businesses is advancing the soapbox brand and is and opening door, new doors for us that may not have been opened previously.
0: Okay, young Padawan, let me school you right now. So I'm a huge fan, and I've said it and I will continue to say it, I'm a huge fan of cooperative economics. And you bring up the soapbox. So you're talking about working together. We, we've done it at JSB too. It's, I think it's a little more tricky at JSB just because of the mindset of some of the people in the security industry. Some of the people, not all of them, because we got some great synergy going on on a couple of projects that are coming up right now, which can going to be gangster. A good example at the Soapbox, um, which we've talked about, it's on social, we publicized it, there's no secret about it, is sneaker cleaning. Like, we had no intention, I had no idea, um, was not even interested in it, and not from a negative aspect, I just didn't think about it, until we formed the... Um, I, I hate to use the word partnership, but I'll use it for a lack of better terms. But it's just like a straight, like banging a collab with Six Thirty Sneakers. There
1: you go, collab.
0: Um, and then it's you know, it, it, and it's just blossom, like which turned into from cleaning sneakers, selling sneakers, and I'm just like, it's super interesting. The whole and it's opened us to a whole new audience, um, and demographics of clients, which I think is awesome. But I think the the most to me, the most satisfying part about working together is I, I like to help people, whether it's just like customer service wise, which is one of the things I get to kick out of security in the soapbox, these two non-sexy businesses where we get to help people. um, It's just to see the interaction from people and like the response when we do, when we do things from like people posting about laundry being clean is just like, it's something so simple and stuff we take for granted, and somebody would just post it on social to be like, oh, my God, these guys are a lifesaver. To me, it's it's super gratifying um, and rewarding when you see that. So to, to work with another business, to do a collab, and not just do, like, a one-off. When I'm talking about working together, I'm talking about sus- this is something that's sustained in longevity. So we've been rocking with 630 for... Um, it's probably pushing a year or over a year, somewhere in that ballpark. I can't think of time head. It seems way longer than that. Um, since Cheryl and I started this journey. And it, it's been super beneficial to both parties because, you know, she started the journey. She didn't have to go and spend a whole bunch of money and like open up a storefront and try and figure out all the economics of that and, you know, raising additional funds and hiring people where we already had that infrastructure and then we were able to just figure out, okay, well, you can come in, and work out of our space. And we do this whole co-branding thing together mm-hmm. and it's worked out for both. You know, we obviously we get additional revenue from the sneaker cleaning and then we work out arrangement that, that is um, that's, that's a no lose. I'm not even gonna say a win, win mm-hmm. because people use win, win and you can interpret win, win different kind of ways because people win on different levels in the agreement, but it was a no lose agree. It was a no lose situation for mm-hmm. both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's turned into, you know, crazy additional revenue for, for both parties. Um, you know, and I won't go into any details so and I'm not trying to put, um, six thirties business out there or ours, but let's just say it's gotten to the point where, um, the principal of six thirty, Cheryl was, is she
1: can make some significant life changes as a result of, of the, the outcome right. of working with with us and the team at the soapbox and
0: significant would be and i'll put this out there because she's put it out there already so it's not like it's something super private she's able to to stop working her her job that she was doing in addition to this so now she's able to focus on it full time and which is super gratifying for me to see to to be able to work with someone and help them facilitate into their dream of starting a business you know, building the business, getting it started, and now growing the business where now they can focus on it a hundred percent. But at the same time, there's huge, there's a huge amount of pressure on her, obviously, because she's building her business. But to me, I look at it too. It's a huge amount of um, pressure and responsibility on us because as a partner, I, I'm, I am super, super dialed in on her being successful too. And it has zero to do with whatever our financial agreement is. It's because we started this journey of her building this business together. And wh- wherever the journey takes us, whether there's some connection that's, that stays between us business-wise, friendship-wise, there'll always be, but business-wise where there's some collab that constantly goes on in the long term, I'm super dialed in to say, you know, how much how much more can we can we play a role? I don't want to say help because help to me, it sounds like a handout, but how much more can we play a role in building this success? And I think people totally overlook it. um, In working together with other individuals and other businesses and not just doing one off to say like, when we work with someone it is it's, and maybe this is me. Like when, when I truly work with someone that I'm vibing with, the first thing in my head, I'm like, how can we do more together? Like I'm literally trying to create, in my head to be like what other things can we do business wise because when, when it's a click like when you click with another business or another person in that in that collab space mm-hmm. you want if you have one win why not continue having more wins with them like why just do like like how do we continue to do this on and on so like I, I look for that and there are other individuals and firms that we work with on a regular basis and I'm not trying to like you know, put nobody on blast or just say. But sometimes it's it's better, and this is not like I'm trying to sell some f***ing e-course or something. It's Sometimes it's better when people have tangible things, which is what I talked about. Shout out to my man Jordan Berry from Laundromat Resource. When we did the podcast together, and I was like, you know, tell me, like, what, what would, I like watched other episodes. I would watch other people's podcasts. And I think it's super important when you give people something concrete that they could walk away with, or they can measure and say, when you tell them like, this is what we did, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not saying this out to put out, you know, put somebody on blast, but I want to give the community something to measure it against. So there's, there's one individual that we work with on a regular basis, also, and based on our relationship with us, they, they, they generate probably they generate, over $120,000 a year, y- a year just from working w- in one aspect of the business with the soapbox. And some people be like, Hey, that's not a lot of money. And other people be like, Holy sh- that's like, that's a good chunk of change. And other people be like, Oh, that's like in the middle. But if you think about it, that's just one, one small business. Cause the soapbox is, is the SMB. Let's make no mistake about it. According to whatever the guidelines are from the SBA and these other entities, it's a small business. like, We've got less than 20 team members. Um, you know, we're, we're in a, what, seven 800 square foot space, rocking it out the box is why we call it that. And, and we're just doing it. But that one relationship generates one business. Let's just say it's north of 100. But it's, and that's
1: it, another business in our community. Right. It's
0: another small business that is generating that income just from working with us. So if you and you think about it, and they're provide, you know, they're working closely with us, and we're all benefiting from the relationship. But if you just think about it in that terms, like that's a huge impact. Like I have no idea what the numbers are, but I'm willing to bet like the app, like we were talking about small business, it was a two point five million of them only have one employee and you said they average income is is like
1: 48,000 in revenue revenue is is
0: 48 or 44,000 something like that so like in that one scenario we've doubled what the average revenue is just from us being one working having that collab relationship with them on an ongoing consistent basis like that's some real gangster like how do how do we look at that as SMBs and say how do we replicate that instead of just being so close-minded to be like oh it's just me on this island by myself and mm-hmm. like think about it and like people want to like throw shade at some of these big businesses but i would challenge people to look at what some of the, the, the models and things that some of these bigger businesses are doing and say how do you scale that or how do you scale it down and apply it to your business like amazon like freaking amazon is delivering for like etsy and all these other places like think about it there are people who purposely go to etsy because it's like the it's like the small business people there, like crafts handmade like one-on-one and people will purposely not go to amazon and go to etsy because they're like you know big business or whatever and they go to etsy
1: and then they still has their hand and they
0: order from etsy and it shows up in an amazon box so why can't why can't other SMBs replicate things on their level? Like we get so quick to look at it. Like, I like when I read the Financial Times every day, they're talking about what's going on in China right now. With you know, it's a Evergrande. Show. Yeah, it's a show right now with Google these Evergrande. bonds, and
1: there's like the China equation and of like Lehman Brothers, the, potential company
0: who just came up with the first windmill blades that are totally, I think bio recyclable or biodegradable, whatever it is, compostable. I don't think compostable, but they're recyclable. And it's like I read these different things and say, how can we take some of the things that they're doing and apply it to our businesses, even though we're not on the same scale as them? And you'd be surprised. Like there's plenty of shit I'm not disclosing here until we finish doing it that I've gotten from, you know, different looking at Amazon, looking at DoorDash, looking at you know, a lot of these companies who've reached tech, uh, tech companies that have IP Uber, they're going to have their first profitable quarter ever. Like, like, think about that.
1: Let me let me bring it you back just a little bit, Um, because sometimes it's not just about getting a contract with another company. Sometimes it's about. Just supporting a brand, supporting someone within an organization, and that's how you can work well together. You may or may not know that Johnson Security is certified through WeBank, the Women's Business Enterprise National Council, I mean, Educational National Council, as well as uh, NMSTC, the National Minority Supplier Development Council. And through both WeBank and NMSTC here in New York, I've gotten a chance to work with representatives from New York Life Insurance. Um, my primary coach and mentor is Joy Wong, phenomenal woman. We've been working together since two thousand sixteen. Yes, yes, she's bad. She's a bad, bad lady uh, in a good way. Uh, So so Joy was my coach through a program sponsored through the New York, New Jersey Minority Supplier Supplier Development Council back in 2016. And here it is, 2021, and we're still working together. So she hit me up last Wednesday, and she said, I need a favor. Um, We've been nominated, our firm, for an award, but we need a certified firm to write a letter of support. Can you do it? Was like, yeah. So Joy invites me to events where I can network with other part, pe- people within her organization, as well as where I can network with other corporate suppliers to learn more about corporate supply chain and best practices. She's put me in a position to get scholarships to go to capacity building programs and training. Um, she has introduced me to people uh, the, the, the people that run security at New York Life. And one of the last events that I attended before everything shut down due to COVID was a black history month pop-up that they had for some of the key uh black owned certified suppliers in their network. So I got to put up a table, wave our banner and talk to people about what we do. And then w- one of her colleagues, Swati Scanlon um, actually brought these suppliers in front of a room of procurement people and said, you should be buying from these people here and their companies. And if you haven't yet found a way, then let this be the beginning of a relationship where you start talking with them and figuring out how you can work them into our supply chain. So I really appreciate that. So she like I write a letter. I was like, shoot, I just write right, down you just what writing you, what she's I'm already saying, done. What you already you. done. Right. It's not like you <laughs> write
0: in the puffery,
1: right? Right, and so sometimes when we're looking at large organizations, we always want to know what's in it for us, but sometimes there are little things that we can do for them. Like, even if it's that one person in an organization who stands up for you, you can write them a letter of support. You can write them a thank you note. You can tell their boss, hey, I worked with Joy. I worked with Swali. They're great, and this is why I think they're great. Or you can put it on your social. Hey, New York Life, um... Coaches Johnson Security, and because of some of the resources and and, um, services that they've provided us, we've seen growth. So don't overlook how little things that are not monetary can help you grow when you're working together with great people and great organizations. Um, I'll also add, because Gwalee was talking about some of the other stuff that we're doing. We've been proposing on a lot of work because we understand that um, we still need to keep opportunities in the pipeline while opportunities are coming to us. Because you never know when things are going to dry up, right? There were people who had planned out five years anticipating certain sales because of how 2019 ended. Gotcha. And then COVID came and it was like, gotcha. oh, yeah, that's not happening. Um, and so we've been putting out a lot of different proposals through the pandemic, and then even more so now because it's like someone turned on a light switch and said, "All right, we're ready to do business." And there's one particular agent. Told
0: you it was going to happen. I told you. I told you. But go ahead.
1: I don't like when he says that. I tell. I never I tell, say that. I never say that to him. Just for the I record. I
0: tell them stuff all the time. But some of them just choose not to listen to me. Yeah, nobody said anything it happens, about when
1: he doesn't listen. Oh. Yeah, okay. I'll just say this. So this one particular Fact. agency put out this really large proposal. Like, this work could literally, if de- depending on what we win, we might for, be able to double for, our business. Listen,
0: forget that we agency. We might
1: be able to triple our business. But even
0: forget that industry. Right, that that. Not industry. That agency. That agency, right? And I am and I say forget it, not in like a way. Because that goes back to conversations we've had through those process where you have to like do the the dog and, was it dog cat and pony or dog, dog and, and pony po- show. You have to do the dog and pony show. Like, I get it. Listen. But everybody knows out there, if you listen to any previous episode of the show, I'm just not a huge fan of the, the whole RFP process for numerous reasons. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it.
1: We just don't like it.
0: It's just... It's a game, to a certain extent, and depending how you know who's putting out the RFP, agencies versus private, et cetera, et cetera. But
1: and and
0: I want to say but because I'm negating all that. But make sure you talk about how building relationships you did on the private side.
1: I was going to will, say will that.
0: also lead to some has also led. And we'll lead to more as long as we do what we're supposed to do that will slightly trump that from the agency. Because here, and this is, and this is so important, like RFPs with agencies and city and state and fed. listen, I get it. Like so, You know, on the, on the Fed, it's a little different because you can work with a contracting officer and develop a relationship. But when you, when you do it on the private side and you develop a relationship, and I'm going to use this as a simple example. Think of construction. You develop a relationship with, with, with one of the, construct the, 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 the prime or one of the subs on a, construct, a, a construction project. Mm-hmm. You work with them. You, you, they engage the services. You work with them. And then you perform the, the project for whatever, let's say three, four years. Let's say they're doing a ground-up development. Mm-hmm. Now, when that project ends, the prime goes somewhere else and all their subs go somewhere else. You get to build a relationship with all of those individuals over a four-year, we would not say four-year, four-year right. period, right? right? The electricians are there only for a certain amount of time, and then they leave because they finished their work and blah, blah, blah. And then somebody else comes who does the painting and this and the that and the concrete. And you get to interact with all of them and build a relationship. And then they all disperse and go to other projects. Now, if you did what you were supposed to be doing correctly, and you develop those relationships. And this is why I think it's so much more important than just a regular RFP with the agencies. Because I've developed a relationship. You've developed a relationship with all those individuals. And they move on to additional products, projects. Excuse me, And you've gotten these phone calls. And they say, hey, I work with you or your firm on XYZ Project. You probably don't remember Real me. Real talk. And, you know, this was like two years ago. But I remember you guys were doing security and I need security on my project right now. And the first thing you say is like, oh, yeah, I remember you, Bob, such and such. Yeah, you were with such and such. And we did that project. And they're like, yeah. And then that gets, you get a project, you get work from them. And then somebody else who was on that project calls and says, hey, we're working on this project over here. and We need security. And you're like, cool. So from that one project, developing a relationship with them on even the, on their private side through that, you've just picked up three to four more jobs after right. that ends. Right. So. Don't get me wrong. The RFP, and the, I, it's nothing wrong with it, but I like to invest my time more with developing that relationship and building it, not because I'm just looking for, like, oh, like, I'm just used car selling. Like, where's my next sale? It's just, you, you build and do right by people and then, Things happen later on. And they're like, hey, yeah, I used to work. Like, I can't tell you how many phone calls from project managers. Like, yeah, I used to work with that company. I left now with this company. Can you come over here and give security for us? And not even in construction. I could think in corporate this happened. Mm -hmm. I could think in entertainment it's happened for us. Mm -hmm. I could think of in, and not even just in JSB, at the box where it's happened, we've done non-for-profit events with individuals. And then all of a sudden come to find out they're like the VP of something at some large corporation. They're like, hey, we need services here. Right. Like, it is so important to develop those.
1: We literally have five of our current opportunities because of work we did in the past. And we maintain relationships with those individuals who either started a new project or went to a new organization. And so working together and networking, building those key relationships. Real networking.
0: Not networking just to get something out of it. Networking with people and not expecting anything in return.